The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, that's me, try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. I forgot to say our names, but that's okay. I'm James Breakwell. He's whoever. And we are here to solve all of your issues. <laughs> Steve Olivas, if you want to know his name, but you all do if you stuck around. And sadly, we know who he is. How are you doing today, Steve? Well, we almost got through that intro with good, positive vibes and fabulous energy. And then you came along, and now we're here. Yeah, that's pretty much par for the course. But... We do have an excellent listener question today. It actually is a response to one we did. It's a response to episode 124, which I'm sure you remember like the back of your hand because all these episodes are precious to you. But because our listeners might not listen as closely to these episodes as we do, I'm going to go ahead and read the original question and then the reply to our reply, if that's all right with you. So you're going to have like 10 seconds to give advice by the time I get done reading all of this. So make it count. All right, so here's the original question that we already answered. Backstory. I, a 26-year-old female, met my partner, a 34-year-old male, in 2016, and we fell in love in 2017. We chose not to label our relationship until 2019 and move in together just before the COVID quarantine. We lived in different states for 2018 and 2019, but kept in close contact via text, calls, and visiting. Somehow we never fought until we moved in together. I cannot even remember being unhappy, upset, or angry with him during the whole time. My concern. Since living together, we have had many conflicts, including general living items, chores, cleaning up after ourselves, driving, and our philosophical views on the world's politics, treatment of humans. We are working on addressing conflicts productively, productively uh, through better communication and avoiding certain uh, conversation topics completely. I feel sad about avoiding political discussions because I am an avid news follower and I enjoy watching how it all shakes out. Either our conflicts or, uh, or something else has caused our physical intimacy to go downhill and it is now mostly non-existent. He is my first love and where he has, he has had positive relationships before me. They ended for various reasons, college or work. I'm not sure our relationship has legs for the long haul, but he is convinced I'm his endgame. I don't really want to be without physical intimacy, but he doesn't want to open up the relationship again. The relationship was open up until we moved in together when we closed it. I love him, and uh, still I'm becoming less happy in general as time moves forward. Question, do these conflicts, thoughts, feelings, and reactions sound normal? If not, how so? Any advice or thoughts on the course of action would be appreciated. So if you want to know what we said several months ago, go back and check out episode 124 from November. Because <laughs> obviously I remember. You yeah. clearly do, but here's the great thing. When she wrote back in, she was kind enough to summarize what we said the first time, which of oh, course thank God. she didn't need to do because we both remember. So anyway, Obviously. here here is the follow-up email uh, seven months later. Back in November, episode 124, you were brave enough to take on my incredibly long email, and a lot has changed now, so I thought it'd be fun to, to clarify a few points, add updates, and see what you both think. Steve thought our waiting to label the relationship was suspect. Indeed, he is not the only person in my life to think that. I dis- dislike the commitment and connotations associated with the term boyfriend. I had negative relationships before him, and that influenced those thoughts and feelings. Regarding politics, we are technically on the same side of the spectrum, which is how I think we missed it for so long. 
The issue uh, he has a difficult time walking around away from it. The issue is he has a difficult time walking away from a disagreement and tries to convince me or whoever that his point is correct. I don't think we all need to have the same opinion. So when we have uh, we have discussions, he's trying to and he's trying to convince me. I'm trying to learn. I end up feeling completely discounted and sad. James talked about knowing my values regarding politics. The value I have is that I was not honored uh, in the discussion. Whether it's politics or something else, I deeply enjoy conversations where I'm coming from a different place uh, than the other person and we're able to understand each other better. Anyway, we broke up in March, but we're still living together. Our lease is through December, but right now it's okay because we like each other still. For some reason, he, has start, he started doing household chores, chores when we broke up. I don't understand the reason, but I'm very happy. I started following British and, uh, politics as well as American. He has exactly no feeling about, uh, feelings about Dominic Cummings' recent very spicy testimony. I'm still not getting the discussion, but at least I'm not getting conflict. I also found an internet friend for physical intimacy. Overall, I'm way happier now, but my friends and family think my situation is weird again. Could normal relationships just not be my thing? I'm also a little worried he's holding a candle for me and stay uh, and staying living together or remaining close friends could hold him back from finding someone who matches up with him way better than me. All right, so are normal relationships just not her thing? And is her boyfriend still into you? I guess her ex-boyfriend in your brief allotted time. Take it away, Steve. <clears throat> it's interesting because I don't think this was a thing when I was young, but I have heard, like this is not the first time I've heard from a 20 something that the end point of a lease is the external event that determines the direction of a relationship. So the fact that they decided they had to break up, but their lease isn't up till December, so ergo, we're gonna keep living together. I think, well, that's a sign of the times because I would have just crashed on a buddy's couch or something like, I would have said, heck with it. And if the landlord wants to come sue me, then good luck with that. I ain't got a pot to piss in. But this is like something that 20-somethings hold dear. That lease is like like, uh, like gold coming down from the mountain. So it's not unusual that they're still living together. The fact that she found somebody online to have physical intimacy with, also a sign of the times because it's available now. I'm fairly certain if this would have been the thing when I was young or when you were younger, that it would have been the thing because that's the way young people are. So I don't mind either of those things. Her bigger question though, that I think she does need to take a little time to mull over is her ability to be in a relationship. Not because she has ended several relationships, but because she keeps picking people who aren't available. Like there's something in there that builds in a safety buffer for her that she might wanna look at. And I will say too, if she decides to be single, and uh, I, I have never thought that was, uh, that's like against human nature or against our DNA, like so be it. There's a lot of people, uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn worked together for a million years. They never got married. Like you can still make that work. Sometimes without the pressure of being married, those relationships can sustain. And you see how not having the pressure of a girlfriend has changed your ex. Like he's now doing things to take care of himself. He doesn't rely on you or push back against you by like resentfully not doing things to try to gain leverage or power. So I don't know if she can sustain a relationship. She does have to kind of look at her picker to figure out why I'm picking ones that won't last. But if she decides to stay single because she doesn't want to go through that work or doesn't understand it or doesn't care, then so be it. Like live your life, have a good time. What say you, James? 
I think uh, there's a couple interesting things that come up here. She was really into her ex-boyfriend and everything was perfect before they lived together. Then they lived together and that was the problem. Now she's got an internet buddy who meets all her needs and they're also not living together. I guarantee you if she moved in with internet buddy, they probably followed the same course. So I don't know that normal sure. relationships aren't your thing, but I think you're just an independent person who likes being on your own. I think for you, relationships are going to work best if you don't live with the person. Live nearby, live down the street, do whatever you want, but just live on your own. Because when you live on your own, you don't have anybody to yell at about sharing the chores. If the house is dirty, it's dirty because of you and only you. And you can choose to give yourself a pass or you can choose to be hard on yourself and get down to it and clean up. Uh, but I think if you just don't cohabitate next time, I think that's going to solve most of your problems. And uh, not cohabitating during a relationship is perfectly normal. I mean, really, there is no normal in relationships, but I don't think there's any anything abnormal about not wanting to live with somebody because living with somebody's hard, even if it's just a platonic relationship, because people are sometimes the worst. They get on your nerves. You got to coordinate. You got to compromise, and that adds a whole other dimension to it that you don't have to deal with. Deal with if you, at the end of the day, have separate addresses. Now, as for is your boyfriend still holding a candle for you? Absolutely. The fact that he started doing chores after you dumped him tells me that he's trying to get back in your good graces. But you're strong enough to stay, say no. It's not like you're worried about slipping back into that relationship, and you're probably saving money. So I say, what the heck? Ride it out till the end of the lease. Then go your separate ways. But definitely don't, you know, agree to extend living with him in a platonic way because he does want something more it sounds like uh the final point i found it interesting is that you went from just following american politics to following british and american politics so at this point politics are really like a sport to you uh, i mean essentially because i mean there's no way that british if, if you live in america like i assume you do there's no way that british politics affect you in any way you're just following it for the entertainment value for the drama for all of that so just remember that i mean people can support different sports teams or whatever else and they they follow it for the entertainment value gives them something to wake up for it's like reality tv but if that is why you're doing it just keep that in mind the next time you have these arguments or disagreements there is there is no winning a sports argument there really is no winning a political argument either even if you even if your person wins an election even if they remember win every facet of the election i mean people are still going to argue what they're not going to win next time i mean there, there is no end to it so yeah remember what you hold important you know hang out with people who value your opinion like you said on there and uh, don't move in together and i think you're good to go any closing thoughts steve yeah this one's a little more subtle but the fact that her first question was one of the longest we've ever had and her follow-up was one of the longest we've ever had i often wonder if people and, and she talks about wanting to talk all the time like sometimes people who are very loquacious use that as a barrier to intimacy like uh, they'd rather think about feelings and talk about feelings than actually be intimate with feelings. So that could be one of her strategies to avoid intimacy in addition to picking guys who are unavailable. So uh, just a little FYI to throw in if you ever do seek therapy, uh, maybe uh, do a little chewing on that one too. There you have it. Another week of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage. Another successful follow-up question. It doesn't sound like we ruined anyone's life the first time around. Maybe we'll make up for that, <laughs> that error with the follow-up. But if you have a question you'd like us to answer in 10 minutes or less, send that in to James Breakwell at ExplodingUnicorn.com. That's Exploding Unicorn with the E. It doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be boyfriend, girlfriend, parent, child, owner, pet, whatever you've got. Send it in. This has been another week of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back.